Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. Welcome to the Oregon Employment Law Series podcast. I'm Paul Cerner, an attorney in Ogletree Deacons, Portland, Oregon office. Joining me today is Florence Mao, who is also an attorney in Ogletree Deacons, Portland, Oregon office. Flo and I focus our practice on representing both public and private employers in employment litigation and counseling throughout Oregon. So today we're going to talk about vaccine mandates, both at the state and federal level, which have changed quite a bit. Hello, can you tell us a little bit about the rules that Governor Brown put in place in August for Oregon healthcare providers and staff? Sure. So for a little bit of context, um, Governor Brown in Oregon lifted all restrictions related to COVID-19 on June 30th um, and reopened the economy. And at that point, um, after that, we saw a lot of rising cases and hospitalization caused by the Delta variant, particularly in July. So on August 5th, Governor Brown ordered the Oregon Health Authority to issue an emergency temporary rule requiring healthcare providers and staff working in healthcare settings to either be fully vaccinated or be tested at least weekly for COVID-19. The first rule issued by the Oregon Health Authority required healthcare staff and providers to either get vaccinated or tested weekly by September 30th. Employers of healthcare staff and providers needed to implement policies to that effect by September 30th as well. And uh, as we know, before that September 30th deadline came about, there was yet another change in the rules. And how do the rules currently stand for healthcare providers and staff? As the cases continue to rise in August, on August 25th, oh, the Oregon Health Authority changed the rule and required all healthcare providers and staff to be fully vaccinated by October 18th. 2021 unless they can provide documentation of a a medical or religious exception by that date. This rule replaces the previous rule and eliminated the testing requirement altogether, and that is the current rule today. Fully vaccinated under the rule means receiving both doses of a two-dose vaccine or one dose of the single-dose vaccine, and at least 14 days have passed since the person's final dose of the vaccine. October 18th is just around the corner, so anyone who falls under this rule and has not been vaccinated, should strongly consider taking steps to do so. Other states like Washington, New York, and Colorado have enacted similar rules. Flo, we've been talking about healthcare settings under the rule, um, but people who are listening may not know what exactly is covered under the rule as a healthcare setting. Can you tell us a little bit about how the rule defines healthcare settings for, for Oregon? Yeah, so the goal of this rule is to increase vaccination rates in our state and to reduce the risk of transmission. So OHA's rule is designed to cover as many places as possible where healthcare is being delivered. Um, so healthcare settings under this rule is broadly defined as any place where physical or behavioral health is being delivered. That includes not only hospitals and medical clinics, but nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmacies, and mental health counseling offices. Under this rule, healthcare providers and staff include anyone who is working, learning, or volunteering in a healthcare setting and who's either providing care to patients or residents or who is in a position to be potentially exposed to patients, residents, or infectious materials. This definition is very broad and includes not just providers in the traditional sense like doctors and nurses, 
but also in-home care workers, administrative staff, security personnel, school nurses, temporary workers, and volunteers. What about staff who are working remotely? How does this rule impact them? So healthcare staff who are working 100% remotely and are not providing direct care or or potentially being exposed to COVID-19 do not need to comply with this rule. It also doesn't apply to employees who work at retail stores with pharmacies if they do not work in the pharmacy itself. The rule also allows some exemptions for religious and medical reasons. Can you talk a little bit about what the rule provides for that and how that impacts the October 18th deadline? Sure. So uh, in this current rule, um, anyone who's working or volunteering in a healthcare setting who's not vaccinated or cannot provide acceptable documentation for medical or religious exception by October 18th is not going to be able to volunteer or work in a healthcare setting after that date. Likewise, after that date, employers of healthcare workers will not be able to employ, contract with, or accept volunteer services from them unless they're fully vaccinated and can show medical or religious exemption. Thank you, Flo. How is OHA monitoring these medical and religious exemptions? Yeah, so OHA has provided religious and medical exemption forms on its website um, that contains all the information that's required to comply with this rule. So someone requesting an exemption must fill out and sign the form in order to comply with this rule. You don't have to use Oregon Health Authority's forms, but any form you use should include the same information that is required in the Oregon Health Authority provided forms. So it's probably more convenient and efficient to use OHA's forms, especially since the October 18 deadline is right around the corner. It's important to know that a doctor's note, an email, or an oral request to the employer requesting an exemption is not enough. You have to fill out a form that is approved by the OHA. For a religious exemption, the individual must base the request on a sincerely held religious belief and must include a statement on the form describing the way in which the vaccination requirement conflicts with his or her religious observance, practice, or belief. For a medical exemption, both the individual and his or her healthcare provider must fill out and sign the exemption request form. The healthcare provider must certify that the individual has a physical or mental impairment that limits the individual's ability to receive the vaccination based on a specific medical diagnosis and specify whether the impairment is temporary or permanent. Thank you, Flo. So does the OHA rule have any uh, requirements for keeping records of these forms for Oregon healthcare employers? Yeah, so under this rule, the employer needs to keep the exemption forms for at least two years and provide them upon request by the Oregon Health Authority. Um, Given those requirements, the employer might want to consider having a written policy in place that that reflects the requirements of this rule and designate a responsible person, either in HR or legal or compliance, to monitor and maintain the exemption forms. And remember that because some of this information will include medical information, it should be treated confidentially and kept separate and apart from an employee's personnel file, similar to other employee medical records. And employers might want to develop a reliable system to keep track of and maintain exemption forms as well as any accommodations requested or granted. Next week, we will have a more in-depth discussion about issues that can come up when an employee requests medical or religious exemptions from a vaccine mandate. Flo, what are the consequences for um, Oregon healthcare employers if they're unable to comply with this rule by October 18th of 2021? 
Yeah, so a healthcare employer is not going to be able to employ or contract with any individual who has not been fully vaccinated or provided a documentation for a medical or religious exemption after October 18th. And any employee or employer who does not comply with this rule is subject to civil penalties of $500 per day per violation. In addition, employers may generally discipline or terminate an employee for failing to comply with workplace requirements. So an employer might consider whether to take steps to ensure compliance with this rule, such as issuing disciplinary action, requiring unpaid leave, or even termination. If an employer is considering taking an adverse action, they want to carefully consider the circumstances and evaluate existing anti-discrimination and anti-retaliation laws. For example, an employer can't discipline or terminate an employee who simply questions the legality of the mandate. And Flo, how long is this rule uh, going to be in effect for? Yeah, so the OHA enacted this temporary rule and it expires January 31st, 2022. But the OHA could always decide to make this rule permanent, depending on how the state does with vaccination rates and the number of cases and hospitalizations at that time. On a related issue, the upcoming OSHA rule that President Biden announced will require employees who work at healthcare facilities that accept Medicare or Medicaid reimbursement to be vaccinated. So, Paul, how will President Biden's vaccine testing announcement for non-healthcare employers impact Oregon employers? President Biden has called on OSHA to develop and implement a new emergency temporary standard to require employers with more than 100 employees to require that their employees are either fully vaccinated or subject to COVID testing at least once per week. Uh, The rule has not yet been enacted, and uh, when it does get enacted, the Oregon OSHA at the state level will need to put into place its own rule that mirrors the federal rule. Um, So until that happens, there is no mandate currently in Oregon for private employers that have more than 100 employees to either uh, require their employees to be fully vaccinated or get testing, but it's on the horizon. The OSHA COVID Rulemaking Advisory Committee that's responsible for creating the state-level rule that will mirror President Biden's uh, OSHA rule uh, is going to be meeting in the coming weeks to start discussing that rulemaking process. It's been said that Oregon may not have sufficient testing supplies to meet the expected demand this rule will create, but the president has said that additional rapid tests and home tests were being produced and would be distributed. Uh, Right now, there are just so many unknowns for Oregon employers because the rule has not been released yet, and there is no public comment period for an emergency rule, unlike a regular rulemaking process that might take place at the state or federal level with OSHA. For example, we do not yet know how the 100-employee headcount will be determined. Will it be 100 employees in Oregon or 100 employees nationally? We just simply don't know the circumstances yet. A lot of entities are wondering, what if a company owns multiple businesses? How are they going to determine our headcount for purposes of this upcoming rule? And also the big question is whether the employers are going to have to pay for COVID testing And again, we will not know the answer to that until the emergency rules get released uh, by OSHA. What we do know is that Oregon employers who undoubtedly have more than 100 employees should start exploring policy changes in anticipation of the upcoming emergency rule. Great, Paul. So what are some things that employers with more than 100 employees might want to consider as they start exploring these policy changes? So Oregon employers who have more than 100 employees um, should take a few things into account as they start looking at their policies in anticipation of the OSHA rules. The first thing is to consider developing a written policy 
and communicating the policy change early to employees. If you have a written policy, it makes it a little easier to follow. It also makes it easier to communicate clearly to the employees what the expectations are. At the moment, it seems as though Oregon employers with more than 100 employees can opt for a mandatory vaccine policy, or they can go with the alternative vaccine testing approach that we anticipate the OSHA rule to provide for. But employers will want to review that OSHA rule when it's released to see exactly what they are permitted to do. Employers are also going to want to recognize that Title VII and the Americans with Disabilities Act may require accommodations for employees who cannot become vaccinated due to religious or medical reasons uh, related to a disability. It's important to keep in mind that some of those accommodation processes under Title VII and the Americans with Disabilities Act requires an accommodation process where the employer needs to engage with the employee to figure out a reasonable accommodation under the law. And we will talk more about that next week in our upcoming podcast about the accommodation process. How can employers address concerns over staffing shortages resulting from employees who refuse to get vaccinated and do not meet a religious or medical exception? This is a big concern for many employers. Um, We've seen a lot of employers in Oregon and elsewhere throughout the country that have created a vaccine mandate and have some staffing shortages due to resignations for employees who simply refuse to get vaccinated. Right now, the Oregon healthcare vaccine mandate that you were talking about earlier, Flo, doesn't carve out any sort of exception for uh, hospitals or healthcare facilities that may experience a staffing shortage for employees who don't want to get vaccinated. This is creating some concerns in how do you keep your facility fully staffed during this time. There's a a couple of things that employers can consider. Uh, One of them is to distribute education about the vaccine and to dispel any rumors or fear that people may have with getting vaccinated, which can be an effective tool. The other thing is to consider implementing vaccine incentives. Um, Oregon recently amended its Equal Pay Act to permanently exempt vaccine incentives provided during a public health emergency from the definition of compensation. This includes both monetary and non-monetary incentives, including additional paid time off. So employers uh, can review that law and consider what type of incentives they want to offer to employees to encourage them to get vaccinated for those that might be hesitant to do so. We've also seen several legal challenges to um, the governor's rule and other challenges um, that will likely be upcoming to OSHA's rule, Um, but it remains to be seen whether those legal challenges will be successful or not. Employers might wanna keep an eye on, on those legal challenges and lawsuits to see what results from them, but I expect we won't see anything uh, for quite a while on those. So I want to thank you all for joining us today for the Oregon Employment Law Series. We hope that the information we gave you is helpful. And please join us next week when we talk about um, how to go about processing accommodation requests for religious and uh, medical exemptions. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember, the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.